Amen. Great. Well, the basis of this message, um, it was put into my mind and heart about several weeks ago. Uh, it's a bit different from some of the things I usually talk about. So I was kind of a little bit concerned, you know, was this really what God wants me to say? And then we had a, a ministry and team leaders meeting on Friday. And some of the things that were said and some things that were written on post-it notes that we had over in the corner over there um, really showed me that, yeah, God wants me to say what I'm going to say today. And some of the things that have happened to this morning have really proved to me that God has something to say to all of us, but some people will be, I think, particularly touched by it, okay? So listen to what God's saying into your life this morning. But first of all, a, a little bit of culture. You know, you'd expect that from me, obviously. You know? Um, Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Um, when In Romeo and Juliet, there's the famous balcony scene. Okay? Um, and in that, Juliet says this. She says, What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other word would smell as sweet. Okay, what's in a name? What she's trying to do, you see, she, she, she loves Romeo. And the trouble with Romeo is his surname is Montague. And the Montagues are the sworn enemies of her family, the Capulets. And she's trying to say, what's in a name? But actually, the problem is that names are really important, really important. When I was younger, I was taught a rhyme. I don't know whether it still goes around. Um, I don't know the Portuguese translation or the Spanish translation. I'm, I'm sorry, guys, I can't do that. But it goes like this. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. What a load of rubbish, yeah? Were you, were you ever told that when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah? Right? But it's not true, is it? Is it true? I don't think so. Um, how many people, how many of us have been hurt by names or labels that have been put on us? Yeah? Names can really hurt. Words are important. They matter. We can be built up or we can be brought down by the names and labels that are attached to us, can't we? Do you know, perhaps just as bad is to be unnamed, unrecognized, overlooked, yeah? Let's not let that ever happen here, all right? Don't let it happen. Because I want to say this, our use of names reflects our culture, right? Now, here's an interesting thing. The new edition of the Oxford Junior Dictionary, we all read it, naturally, it shows how this happened. They've taken out a load of words, and this will make Dave really cross. This will upset Dave as much as anybody. They've taken out loads of natural history words. They have removed... Believe it or not, acorn, ash, beech, bluebell, heron, 
kingfisher. What? Absolutely. Catkin. Do you know what they're putting? And it reflects our culture. Can you guess what new words they're putting? Blog, broadband, celebrity, chat room, bullet point, voicemail. Words reflect our culture. They show what we are really about. Yeah? Scary, isn't it? Same for us. The names we use, the names we hold on to, the things we say to each other reflect our culture. Naming is very important in the Bible. In the Genesis story, the first task given to Adam is to name the creatures that God's created. In fact, I like the way it says. It actually says uh, that God, he, God brought the animals to him to see what Adam would name them. And I thought that's quite cool. God was actually interested in, in that. The Bible is full of lists of families and their names. Places and people were often given names which had a meaning. Jacob means he grasps the hill, he heel, he grabs hold of the heel. That was because he hung on to his twin brother's foot as he came out of the womb. So he got that name Jacob. It's also, he grasps the heel, is also a Hebrew saying for deceiving. And Jacob lived up to that, sadly. So that was the meaning of Jacob's name. His, his twin brother's name was Esau, and that means hairy, which he, which he was. He was very hairy, almost. Yeah, he's probably more hairy than me, probably. This is a really sad case in point. There was a poor child, right? I'd hate to be landed with this one. The Israelite army were defeated, and the Ark of the Covenant was taken away. They kind of lost it in the battle. And a child who was born just afterwards was given the name Ichabod. Now, that's a bad enough name anyway. I'm glad my mum didn't call me Ichabod. I was apparently close to be called Leonard. I'm just... Whoa, that was a close one. I, I just think Lenny would have given Dave so much to work on. But Ichabod... But what it means is the glory has departed. The glory has departed, or put bluntly, everything's gone pear shape and things are really bad. Now imagine being tagged with that for your whole life, okay? Here comes Ichabod, here comes the glory has departed, here comes loser, yeah? Actually, there could be people here now who feel that they are tagged with something like that for their whole life. And I just want to look at names in three relationships. I'm not going to string it out or anything like that. But I want to look at our relationship with God, with others, and the relationship we have with ourselves. It's important to get that right. It really is. So, with God... In Exodus 3.13, Moses says to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What's his name? 
What should I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent you. I think that's great because that shows the eternal side of God. It shows the ever-present side of God. Through all the changes in the world, all the changes in our lives, he is. He can say, I am. Things are going wrong. Things aren't working out the way you think. You're looking at what they're saying in America, what they're saying in North Korea, what they're saying in Russia, what Boris is shouting his mouth off about and all the rest of it, you know, as, though, as if we could do a lot of stuff about it. Everything gets a bit scary. In the middle of that, God says this to you and to me. He says, I am who I am. And that will never change. From now to the end of time, God is And the other names that we give to God, Almighty. This is the one who's above everything, who beats everybody. And and the Most High. There are lots of people in power now who think that they have the ultimate power. And and there's a lot of sounding off at the moment, isn't it? Do you you reckon there's a lot of sounding off? It's a bit scary if you listen to it sometimes, isn't it? But you know, the Most High the most powerful, the one who's actually in charge, the one who is the Almighty, is our God. Okay? Our God. Another name that God has, and it comes out a lot in the Old Testament, and in the Old Testament, you'll see it in capital letters as Lord. It says Lord. But actually, the letters down, the Hebrew letters, are Y. I think it's Y-H-W-H, something like that. It, we, we say Yahweh, but you know what? It's unpronounceable. There isn't actually a way of pronouncing it. And I like that because it shows, it emphasizes his lordship, our God's otherness, our God being above everything. We have the most amazing, incredible, almighty brilliant God and we can rejoice in that and jump up and down but you know what if it just stayed as Yahweh if it stayed as almighty if it stayed as I am who I am that's really great in one way but that might feel a bit remote but you know he has another name and it's father it's father he loves us he cares about us it's mother's day but you know Every day is our Father's Day. Do you know that? Every single day is our Father's Day. That's why Jesus says, you know, when we pray, say, Our Father who is in heaven. Yeah? And he talks about what we do day to day, making our kingdom on earth, because we have a Father. And it transfers over into the New Testament, you know, Because he's become our father because of a name. And this is what it says in Matthew. Joseph is told this by the angel. Mary will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And Jesus means saviour. 
And he's come so that we can call that incredible, high up there God, Father, to draw us to him. And uh, because of that, Jesus is also called Emmanuel. And that means God with us. Isn't that great? That incredible, eternal God is with us. Difficult to believe, but it is. We sang this morning that Jesus is a beautiful name, a wonderful name, a powerful name. And we need to hold on to this. Paul tells us that there will be a day when at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. And until then, where two or three meet together in Jesus' name, he is in the midst. And in Jesus' name, we can do amazing things. Like Peter, we might not have much in the way of silver and gold. But in the name of Jesus, we have the power to change lives. Yeah? You really do have the power to change lives. So when we sing a beautiful name, a wonderful name, a powerful name, let's mean it. Let's hold it. Let's embrace it and rejoice in it and live in that. There's another important aspect to the name of Jesus. And in Paul's letter to the Galatians, it says this. In Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. You know, that's one of your names. You are a child of God. It says, there is neither Jew nor Gentile. These are names and labels that were given to people. Jews, you're you're Gentiles, you know, in religious terms. But there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, no male nor female in terms of labels put on us anymore. It's not what defines us. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And I, I think that is just amazing. You know, people might label you and, and call you all sorts of things. But you know, in the end, we are brothers and sisters and children of God. And we all come under the name of Jesus Christ. Our hopes are in his name. And being one in Christ Jesus, I just want to say, it's not just a nice Bible phrase. I'm not very good at, at you know, doing nice Bible stuff. Um, because I think you need to make things live. I think you have to make things work. It's a reality that needs to be put into action. You know, I, I like reading books. You know, if I don't do what's in the Bible, it, it's just like me reading a novel or some history book or whatever. Let's make it work. And I want to focus on one aspect and challenge us on it. And I got challenged today by this. So it's really cool. See, we're a relatively small church. And I think I know everybody's name here. Okay? Now, I'm going to show off now. All right. A little bit of showing off now. I know the names of five people who came today and 
I don't think they've been here before. So, June. Good morning, June. Lovely to meet you. This is June over here, by the way. Over the back, we have a pop group. Wham! Okay. We have William. We have Henry. We have Alex and... Is Marguerite back there? Margarita's back there, isn't she? See? Do you know the names of the people who come in church? Do you know, do you know what? People like to be called by name. It gives them a sense of belonging, of being valued, of people caring enough to know who they are. Yeah? There are little children, and this is a truth, there are children whose parents, they've grown up with parents who have hardly used their name. And they think, or you is their name, virtually. That's the truth. That's not, that's not an, I wish it was an exaggeration. It, it isn't an exaggeration. In this anonymous, getting more and more virtual world, we need a place where people know our name. Yeah? There's, uh, there's research that says that 150 people or below is, is uh, a fi- a, what they call a kind of gossip field. Within that, you can chat to people, you can find out about people, um, you can know people's names. I'm not saying you would have deep relationships with all those people, that, that would be an impossibility. But it's enough to find out about people and to know about people. Above that, it gets tricky. And obviously, less than that, it should be easier. So, my challenge is, you know, let's make sure that we know who people are. Um, a way, the way to remember a person's name is to use it. Okay? This is so simple. The way to know a person, remember a person's name, use it. There's a guy called Tim D, and he said this. Without a name made in our mouths, spoken, a person, an animal, or a place struggles to find purchase in our minds or our hearts. In other words, if you don't talk about someone by name, it is so easy to forget them, to overlook them, to not be able to really catch on to who they are. He says this, once they go unnamed, they go to some degree unseen. Okay? So let's make sure we do relate to people, that we talk to people, that we know them by name. There used to be a, I just kind of thought this. There used to be a TV program, an American TV program called Cheers, and there was this cheesy song behind, uh, at the beginning of Cheers, and part of it went something like, you know, where everybody knows your name. What a, do you remember that? Yes, he's, he's, he's a cheeky face over there, he's happy. Yeah? Um, that, it, it means something to people. It seems small, and we are, sm- you know, we're small enough for everyone here to acknowledge everybody else. Let, let me tell you if, you, if you, if there's someone here, this is a challenge for you, you know, there might be someone here who you think, actually, um, that person's been coming for ages. I don't know who they are. I don't know their name. 
I know I've seen them, but I don't actually know their name. Does that bother you? You bothered by that, Becky? Do you know everybody? Pretty much. Good. Excellent. She's having a look around now. <laughs> no, don't mind. Yeah, that one over there. Yeah, that's it. I said, look, look, don't be embarrassed. Just go and, and, and ask. Say, look, you know, you've been coming ages. I, I've, you know, I haven't spoken to you before. Um, that's, that's your good fortune. But, um, you know, hi, I'm so-and-so. You are. Or if you're really shy, go and ask someone else. Becky, know, Becky knows everybody. Just go, Becky, who's that geezer over there? You know, who's that one? And, and she'll tell you. And you go and introduce yourself, right? It's so basic. Isn't that basic? But hey, we're supposed to love each other, aren't we? To care about each other. And it's just practical. You know, you don't have to be sort of... We've got this thing at church. We want to be supernatural, not super spiritual. You know, some stuff isn't super spiritual. It's just love and caring for people as human beings. Yeah? Okay? Make sure... And I, we've done this today. I was so pleased that we've done this today. You know, well done, Eliezer, on this one. So this is, I give honour to Eliezer for giving honour to other people. Okay, because we need to give praise, honour and encouragement to people. Be genuine, don't kind of make it up, you know. It's no good telling me I'm the best footballer in the world when I know I'm not, you know. But give credit where credit's due, all right? You never know what names a person is having to try and live down from the past that you can lift them up from by what you say to them, okay? You can make a massive difference, and people have done it to me, by just coming up to me and saying something. And if you're prayerful and walking with God, there will be times when he tells you who to go to and just say, that was good, or how are you doing? I saw, you know, whatever. Some of the names that people have to live up to live down are things like loser, you'll never amount to anything, stupid, ugly, failure. I'm now talking about our relationship with ourselves, okay? Because sometimes we live with things for a long, long time, labels that people have stuck on us. Sometimes the teachers told us it. Sometimes it's our parents. Sometimes it's the kid down the road and he's just caught you at that wrong time when you're feeling a bit vulnerable and he said something about you and it, it's really got you. You know, the, it's that horrible syndrome in a way. Uh, it, when you play, I, I used to play a lot of football and uh, there were two things that could get you down. One of them was if you went to the... Uh, the notice board, with the list of who was in the team and your name's not there. And you feel pretty bad about that. The other one is your muckabout game over the park. And so many of us know about this. And you pick two captains and they're going to choose the teams. And there's always some poor kid who's the last one to be chosen. You know, oh, we don't want him on our side. And there are, there are people who, who live with that, you know, that put down. And, and sometimes we've done it. May we be forgiven. You know, people who we've treated and, and made into losers without perhaps even realizing it. 
We need to remind ourselves that we are children of God. And as we share each other's hurts, because if we're children of God together, we need to share each other's hurts. We need to build ourselves up as well. We have to remember that God has ultimate control of our names. God can change names. He did in the Bible. Saul became Paul. Abraham became Abraham. Simon became Peter. He changed people. We are never forgotten by God. I love this bit in Isaiah, and I always hold on to this. You see, where other people might forget us, God never does. It says in Isaiah, I have engraved your name on the palms of my hands. I sometimes write things that I'm supposed to remember in, uh, in pen on my hand, which is great. Elaine always says to me, yeah, but you're going to wash your hands, aren't you? Yeah, it'll last a while. And it does a while, but after about the third wash or whatever, it's gone. God doesn't do that. He doesn't wash us away. Our names are engraved on the palms of his hands. And it says, your walls are ever before me. Everything you are, I'm looking after you. I'm never going to forget you. I care about you. Jesus tells his disciples this, and when you're feeling down and when you think, that no one cares about you or that you've got this to hold, remember this, and this is what Jesus told his disciples, rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Do you know, my name is, is written in heaven. I know that's pretty cool. It doesn't matter how much anyone else puts me down. I may not have always been on the, uh, on the team list for football, but I'm on God's team list. I like that. You know, I am on that team list. And I'm not a substitute either. I'm not on the bench. I'm in the team. We sung a song today that I... It was a newish song, and, and Astrid, thank you for playing it and doing it, even though I know you were probably a little bit worried about doing it. That song that has the line in it, I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. I got goosebumps just saying that just now. God says who I am. God knows who I am. Doesn't matter what anyone else says about me. God says who I am. Only let God label you. Okay? Only let God label you. I'm aware as I come to the end of this that there are going to be people here who have been labelled, who do carry a tag around with them. You know, if you want someone to pray with you afterwards, you know, don't. You know, I've just said, we share each other's hurts. We're all in this together. We are all part of God's family. You know, come, you know, come and see someone. See me, see Dave, see Judith, see, see someone you trust. And... and let them pray with you. You don't have to tell them what it is necessarily. But we all carry things around with us, don't we? So I'm just going to sum this up. Naming. In relation to God, he has so many names for you to read, remember, 
and, and cling to. That he is and always will be and he cares about you. Other people, know their name. Know who they are. Take an interest in them. Love them. And remember this. Last of all, God knows your name. God knows who you are. And you are who he says you are. Not what other people say. You are who he says you are. Father God, I ask that if anyone here carries a weight of something put on them in the past, you will lift that weight. Father God, I thank you that you love us so much, that you consider us to be your beautiful creations, that you love us so much that you've got our names written down and a place for us ready in heaven. Father God, we ask that this might be a place of safety and love, a place of caring, and a, a place of genuine fellowship, more than fellowship, Lord, a place of genuine family. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. Um, if you're right, just, just tag on to you, Bob. Yes, round of applause, Bob. Um, can the, can the band just come back up quickly um, and just, just sing that song again, the one you're saying, I am who you say I am? Because I think that, you know, what you're saying is so, so true and, like, it's, like, it's always like an, a battle, isn't it, when you come up to these names that you're facing that you've had on you? And there's, when you're down and times when you're not, like, in a good place, that's when those names haunt you more and you kind of think, actually, is that true? Is that right? So let's just sing that song again um, and in that verse, let's just declare... Um, that I am who you say I am. Let's make a declaration um, of faith about that and just, you know, worship God through that. And then, as Bob said, if you want to talk to someone, many of the worship's going on, grab someone to pray for you. <laughs>